Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. G'day everyone. Is there a cupboard in your house that you're too afraid to open because it's so jam-packed full of stuff? Is it starting to feel like your possessions own you and not the other way around? If you've answered yes to either of those questions, the person I'm about to talk to now could change your life. His name is Peter Walsh. He's a good mate of mine and I've worked with him on the living room for about eight years. Pete is a decluttering guru. He has an enormous following both here and in the United States of America. He's also had a real impact on my home. But you'll hear about that a little bit later. This is Hammer at Home with Barry Dubois. Peter Walsh, it's good to see you, mate. I can't actually believe I'm here. Look at you, the radio personality of the year. This is a podcast, mate. It's more sophisticated than radio, I think. Oh, I always said you had a great face for radio, actually, so, <laughs> so I'm pleased to see it's paying off. There's always a place for you here. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I know because I've got to work with you, but tell me, why do people keep clutter and what is clutter? Well, you know, I think for me, for many people, they think that clutter is the physical stuff in the house, the clothes in the closet, you know, the crap in the garage, the kids' toys. But for me, it's much broader. Clutter is anything that gets between you and the life you want to live. So it might be the physical stuff if that's causing a hassle Mm -hmm. in your relationship, but it could also be the fact that you broke up in a relationship two years ago and no longer trust anyone. Mm. It may be that you have a real anger problem and then that gets between you forming decent relationships with people. You know, so clutter can be physical stuff, but it could also be emotional. It could be um, something, it could be emotional, it could be often the physical, but it could be social or relationship. So anything that impedes you achieving the life and the happiness you want. I'm going to take you back. It was our first ever show together. I'm pretty sure it was our first one. And I didn't understand this declutter thing. I mean, why does this bloke want everybody to throw all this stuff out? (laughs) It made no sense to me. But we met a beautiful family out in the suburbs of Sydney. I remember. And and they... um, they were normal. They're normal people. Mm-hmm. And we were going through the the items and mm-hmm. stuff. And if you remember, we discovered, well, I discovered for the first time, you're an expert at <laughs> but I discovered it the first time, this clutter wasn't about the stuff she collected. It was about a particular memory and it was the loss of her dad. That's exactly right. And her partner didn't even realise yeah. that. And I think that's the problem that everybody thinks that clutter is about the stuff. And I can tell you that clutter is almost never about the stuff. And if you focus on the stuff, weirdly, you'll never get organised. In that case, it was very much about her never having dealt with the loss of her father and Mm. many of the things that she held on to, which seemed insignificant to her husband, that seemed kind of silly to anyone else, was so important to her because when she looked at them, she saw an aspect of her father And anyone asking her to let them go, she was hearing, 
let go of the memory of her father. It was interesting for me with that one because she was past that because it wasn't anybody was saying let that particular item go because the particular item that struck a nerve with her was tucked away, never to be seen. It was when we were digging Mm -hmm. through Mm. what we called clutter, but it was her life. And Mm. then she picked that item up. I don't remember what it was, but I remember the tears and I... I didn't know what she'd seen. I didn't know what she she uh, said, but the pain in her face brought me to tears. Yeah, it was a really emotional day. Uh, it was an incredible, and I've loved our declutter stories yeah. ever since. You always recommend finding out what the person's vision for life is yeah. before you get started. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? How does that affect sure. the the, sure. uh, the process? Look, I, I think you know. It comes back to a question of why do you buy the things you buy? Like, why do we buy the things we buy? I've heard you talk about buy, going to a, a big box store and buy, look, seeing a couch. It's in a beautiful setting. Yep. It's got a, you know, a fake sky background. It looks incredible. You buy that and then you get it home and it's like, oh, my God. I think what it is is you say, I want that, but the that you want is actually the whole image and mm. but the that you can the only that you can buy is the couch and so when you get home you've got the couch but you haven't got the rest of it and and for me the question is why do we buy the things we buy and if it's because it's a bargain if it's because you know it's someone else says if it's because marketing pressures you then that's not the question you should be asking the question you should be asking is does this purchase move me closer to the life I want or move me farther away from it? Mm. And to push that further, there is what I call the product and the promise. People buy products all the time, the couch, but the promise they're buying is happiness. Mm. People buy the treadmill, the product, but the promise they're buying is somehow that they'll be magically fit. <laughs> and so we go into people's houses all the time. We see a treadmill in every, every single, single house, house covered in clothes. <laughs> and that's because houses are full of discarded products, but people are so unhappy because all those promises they thought would be fulfilled yep. are not. So again, you recommend finding out that person's vision. How do you how do you find their vision? But by asking the basic question with your partner, what do you want from this space? Yeah. So, for example, we have a living room. From this space, I want, I want a, a space that feels welcoming. I want a space where we can celebrate and have meals as a family. I want a place where it's easy to clean mm. and to tidy up. Okay, so that's what you want from the space. That's the fundamentals of design as yeah, well. But nobody asks that question mm. anymore. Everybody says, what do you want for the space? Well, I want a marble top table. I want velvet chairs. I want a sideboard that has inlay in it. Mm. That should all come later. What do you want from the space? Does a huge table give you that? No, it fills the room too much. So what we're saying is people... People are looking to make themselves happy. They see consumerism as a way to make themselves happy. But then after the after they've bought the product home, they pretty well determined that that hasn't made them happy. What do they just go out and try and buy something again that's or exactly. find something in some people's case, collect it? When that, that, does it... That's because we all know that more is better. Mm. That's what we're taught, more is better. If one is good, two is great. 
And so the way you find happiness is through the acquisition of stuff. Mm. And it's such a friggin' dead end trail. And you and I have spent the last eight years going into homes. Yeah. And we've got a whole drive down any suburban street in this country on a spring day when the garage doors are up and have a look at happiness in the garages mm, mm. where their second most expensive item they've ever bought is in the driveway and the garage is full of crap they haven't looked at in 10 years. Yeah, four dinkies and three baby prams and they've ever, only ever had one <laughs> child. It's, a, it's amazing. When is it a problem? When does it manifest into a problem? Something that needs someone to step in and do yeah, something about someone it. like you. You know, it's, it's interesting. You and I, we taped a show last this week actually for The Living Room and you asked me the question, and in fact, you said it earlier, about me making people or getting people to throw things away. And it's interesting. People say that to me all the time. That is not my job. That is never my job. If I go into someone's home and it's even a hoarder's home mm. and I say to them, are you happy in this space? And they say yes, then I have no work there, even though Personally, I think that's crazy, but it's not for me to tell you how to live. So let me answer. So that's background. To answer your question, if you open the front door of your house and do not feel relaxed and happy and motivated and excited and instead feel overwhelmed and oppressed and down, mm. then your home is not giving you what you need in your life. Because if your home isn't a haven and a sanctuary mm. and a place of relaxation and motivation and focus, where are you getting that? And that's the moment. If you realise that your home is not giving you that, today's the day you need to do something about it. That's when it's become a problem. Exactly. I get that. And, and like uh, you said, I did ask you the question, yeah. you know, many people ask me, sure. what makes this guy thinks he can throw everybody's yes. stuff out? He doesn't. That's what I, I, I say yeah. the same to you. I, I say the same. He doesn't. They've asked for help yep. and we're offering up that help. But what gets me, and it got me early, although I, I'm, <laughs> I'm co converted. You know I'm your yeah, greatest sure. yeah. disciple. The, the thing is... What I used to be nervous about and what are people, a lot of people ask me about is this. You start clearing stuff and yes. it seems really easy for you to say, that's got to go, that's yep. got to go. Mm -hmm. Do you want this? Does this mean something? Uh -huh. How did you come up with those limits? I mean, because I, I remember the first time around they got rid of 10% uh, of their stuff. I think I thought they're doing pretty good here, but I think we got rid of 90% <laughs> right. of their that's, stuff. Generally it's about 80 or 90% of stuff yeah. that goes. How, how do you know where these limits are? Okay, there are a couple of ways I do that. The first way is that generally there is what I call an 80-20 rule and almost always we use 20% of our stuff 80% of the time. We wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. We use 20% of the space in our home 80% of the time. Mm. So generally, of the stuff you look at in anyone's home, about 80% is seldom if ever used. That's one thing I always know before even stepping into a home. Because that's just that's human just, nature. That's reality. Yeah. And if you go into a closet, I guarantee you, if you start you know, looking at clothes you wear and don't wear, pretty soon you'll see that two out of ten items you wear almost all the time in, in, in kind of the overall thing. That's one. Two, the limits that I access immediately are the limits that the physical space you live in impose on you. Mm. If you're in a relationship with someone and that person doesn't treat you with honour and respect, 
you can never have a happy relationship with them. We've all been in that situation. Yep. It's exactly the same with your home. If you don't treat your space with honour and respect, if you don't respect the physical limits, if you overload the space in the same way you can never have a happy relationship, you can never have a happy relationship with your home. Mm. You just cannot because the space revolts against that. It's funny, you know, um, you're, you're saying that I'm, I'm getting a little emotional because I've sat or stood and watched you talk these people through this and, and just about every time you've ever done it, I see myself or feel myself reflecting yeah. on my own situation. Sure. And I'm and, and just as you said it, you've got to learn to love and respect yourself, then the space around yeah. you and the people around there. Yeah. Clutter is one thing that can really creep up on you though. You know, you buy, you feel good about yourself, you stack it away and you don't see it. And when you do see it, it's too late. When you see that clutter has manifested into over overwhelming proportions. That's the word, yeah. that, then it's too late, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You re- you really need help. Where do you start if you don't have a Peter Walsh? Yeah, you know, let me back it up one little step. Yeah. People say to me all the time, Oh, don't come into my house, you'll be shocked. I'm so embarrassed. You'll be overwhelmed. Mm. Never. <laughs> That's never happened because all of us, we all think we're so exceptional. Oh my God, no one could have this many clothes. Oh my God, no one could be this cluttered. Friends, take it from me. Everyone has this problem to some degree and it's not a big deal. Like the first step is to kind of owning up to it and the second step is to take small but significant steps. Small steps consistently applied yield huge results and that's what I I really um, encourage people to do. It's a bit of an American term, the the trash bag tango, I call it. (laughs) Here's what you do. This is if you don't know where to start. Grab two trash bags. Give everyone in your house. Let's say there's three people living in your house. Everyone grabs two garbage bags. Set set your timer for 10 minutes. Everyone runs around the house. One bag they fill with garbage. Old takeout containers, soiled clothes, broken toys, and in the other one they put things that you no longer need, use, or want stuff for donation. Mm. Throw the one that's garbage straight in the trash or into the garbage and the other one put in the boot of your car for donation. If three of you do that for just one week, you'll have 21 bags Mm. of stuff to go to to donation and 21 bags of rubbish. So that's 10 minutes a day, three of you, you'll have 42 bags of stuff leaving the house. Wow. 10 minutes a day, start with that. So these are little steps that turn into huge steps forward. Yeah. I know a lot of people uh, that will say to me, oh, do you like these shoes? And before I've said yes or no, they'll say 49 bucks. <laughs> like somehow that, you know, okay, did you buy them because they were 49 <laughs> bucks or did you buy them because you like them? And, and, and I find those people are um, compulsive consumers yeah, yeah. and they'll say, um, yeah, getting a new Toyota, twenty eight ninety five. Yeah, well, uh, well, they, yeah. they, It doesn't matter what it is. They're not buying it because they want it, yeah. I feel. They're buying it because they think it's cheap and therefore they should have it. Okay. Nana Kelleher. My grandmother, one of my grandmothers, Nana Kelleher, had a saying, write this down. If price is the best thing about something, do not buy it. Mm. If price is the best thing, do not buy it. You've been to my home. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Is there anything there I need to throw out? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, if you want to get rid of those two beautiful children, I'll take them off your hands. I mean, you have two of the most. Let let me ask you a question. Let me jump in here. You know, one of the things that I often deal with with clutter has has nothing to do with parents, but often has to do with parents struggling with the the growth and the change of their kids. Mm. How are you doing with as the kids get older? Do you find yourself looking at stuff they own or stuff they'd played with? Mm. You know, their first toy, the, and the kids have moved on from it. But for you, it's it's such a memory holder. Mm. It's a great question. Yeah. Um, I adore my children, yeah. and I and I love the happiness that I get to see when they get when Benny gets mm. Lego. He cannot be happier. Yeah. Arabella, a new ballet outfit, just. In, but what I've gotten from working with you is realizing time and time again, this stuff is just stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The memories are enjoying life, yeah. and um, and I'm I'm proud to say my children have a lot, but we they enjoy letting things go yeah. to to other little children. Mm. We have little Coco next door, and Arabella loves that she's going to pass on. This will be for Coco soon, yeah. she says. So we haven't, we've been very lucky um, that, that that hasn't happened to an extent. You taught me to honour and respect things I love. Yeah. I had a, um, when the children came, because of my age, I guess, I was very keen for them as soon as they were old enough to understand it, I was very keen for them to see the things that were history in my life. Yeah, I remember us talking about uh, my this. My grandfathers yeah. Yeah. and granduncles all went to war. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney, but th- those uncles that went off to Gallipoli and to Brook, mm-hmm. both, um, they lived in Bondi Beach. And uh, I had received in, in legacies from losing my grandmother and mm-hmm. so on letters from those guys yeah. and uh, cufflinks that, um, that you would have worn on your uniform. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in the case of my grandfather, uh, he used to have a habit of rolling a cigarette as he would start to smoke the next one. Mm-hmm. So I have in my home um, his cufflinks the last uh, pouch of tobacco he ever had mm-hmm. with the last cigarette he ever rolled in. Wow. Look, I'm already getting yeah, emotional. Yeah. And because of you, that stands in a place of honour and it respect. Is. There it is, Framed yeah. beautifully yeah. in our home. Yeah. Beside that are the letters from Gallipoli and Tobruk talking about this amazing place where there's camels and monkeys and there's a beach, but it's not like our Bondi. Mm. And Bennett, Bennett loves me mm. to read him those letters. See, that, see that, that's, that's it right there. Yeah. That, that... But they were tucked away. Yeah. It was you mm. that taught me to bring them out from mm. the bottom drawer. Mm. I paid a framer to frame them. And we honoured them by putting them in our in our so, see, formal living room. And, and that's that story I've heard repeated in various ways so many times that if you bring the treasures out into the open, instead of being fearful you're going to lose them or lose the memory, what happens is every time you look at them, and the term I use is your heart sings. Mm. And, and, and straight away they become a whole part of the fabric of your family. You talk about them for your son, for you, for your son, and for his son, they'll be passed down yeah. as incredible mementos. And it's interesting you say that because I was going to say to you, the thing that for you that I have seen over the eight years I've known you that's most precious to you is your phone 
because every time I see you, it has <laughs> the most amazing photos of the kids growing. Yeah. And it's not, it never has been about, it's never seemed to be about physical stuff with you. It's always been about the pleasure, the joy, the happiness that comes from just the experiences with your kids. And I think there's a huge lesson there. Mm. I had children at 52. Yeah. I, I, I label myself a mature parent. Yeah. I do think, I think it's a tough society we live in. I oh, think it's a yeah. hard gig. I yeah. really do. And, and I, I, at 52, I, I my career, I'd already been retired yeah. once, so yeah. money isn't really an issue. Yeah. I don't have the stresses of trying to you know, get up the corporate ladder. Yeah. I, I don't have a mortgage. Yeah. What I've waited for a long time and what I now have are those children yeah. and they mean everything to, mm. to me. I wonder how much harder it is and, and, and is there any theme for you in this? You know, I can't imagine what it was like at to be 30, to 35, trying to make a name for myself, trying to make a career for myself and trying to raise children because you just – I just the time that you're away from the kids while you're doing those sorts of things, that's when you want to be, you know, you can fall into the trap of saying, oh, I'll buy you this this week and I'll buy you that. that. Then we're training children to be consumers down the track well, love, and getting yeah. things for the sake of getting them. Love, you know, stuff equals love. That's mm. the message you're teaching. You know, yeah. the more is better. You know, more expensive means more love. Um, you know, I, I say frequently, and I, to, to add another layer to that, you know, there's the whole internet thing now, mm. you know, that, you know, time is precious and that seems to suck time. Look, I don't have kids, but I've worked with kids so much and I've worked with families with kids. We, uh, we work with a lot of kids on uh, absolutely on the show that are, are mm. a, a big part of yeah. the declutter problem, haven't we? And the, absolutely. And the two things that kids need, like after, you know, love and and food and shelter, the, the obvious stuff, the two things that kids and families need more than anything else are limits and routines. Mm. You know, kids need to understand that you can't own everything. You know, kids need to learn routines. Put your stuff away when you're finished playing with it. You know, in my own family, I you know, I have family members who have children. They have a house full of toys and mm. the problem is everything is of the same value to the kids. Like from an iPad, you know, a very expensive iPad mm. to, you know, a... Um, you know, yeah. a, a card they got in a piece of bubble gum last week because nothing is special. That's right. And so nothing has value. Nothing is treated with honour and respect. And so, you know, there's no way that there is kind of a hierarchy of value yeah. of stuff to your kids. Kids are taught that it's just it's the normal thing to have this huge influx of stuff. And then routines, you know, kids, they don't have to pick up after themselves, you know, because there's shit all over the house. And so kids don't understand the concept of responsibility. And then we bitch and moan about teenagers yeah. and that's exactly where we've led them. We taught them. Yeah. One thing that I love that you teach a lot of people with kids is the two-bucket rule. Yeah. yeah. That's, talk, uh, talk us through that look, one. It's, it's a just, beauty. <laughs> it's just about teaching um, a system. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We, You know, if you don't – if you say – the kids never put their toys away and you don't have a place for them that's clearly labelled and easily accessible, don't blame the kids, number mm -hmm. one. Number two, a simple system is to put toys of one kind in a bucket, a bin, and sit that inside an identical size bin or bucket and when the kids want to grab things to play, they put the toys they want to play with into the second bin, take it into the living room or elsewhere in the house. When they're finished, they bring it back 
tip them back in and put the, the full bucket on the empty one. Yeah. Because kids also have to learn that they don't own the house. Mm. You know, be a friggin' parent, make kids put their toys away, kids come second, parents, family, relationship come first, because if kids run the house, my friends, you are on a quick road to hell. Mm. And if you stand on a Lego block, all sorts of pain. <laughs> well, at two at two a.m. If, if, yeah. if you're going to the loo at two a.m., that's a the greatest way to feel the most acute pain in the world. That's it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give me one more tip that, uh, because I know this is a tip we all need at yeah. some stage. I, I lost my mum and dad. Uh, it was five years between them mm-hmm. uh, to the day, quite frankly. Yeah. And I could not let go of the house or any of the possessions. Mm. Yeah. I never wanted to visit it. Uh, I, I was uneasy there. Mm. But I, I couldn't let go of any of those things. Yeah. In the end, uh, Lizzie and Mick, my brother and sister, managed that mm-hmm. and, and they managed it successfully with a garage sale primarily yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and all the money was mm-hmm. donated. Um, what's the tip for what's – what's an easy tip for sure. someone who's gone through that sort of pain? Yeah. Um, you know, my own mum passed away about three years ago and yeah. I, I've got uh, three brothers and three sisters and we did exactly this for the family home. And I've written a book about this. Um, and I'll plug it, called Let It Go. Yeah. But the thing that I learned is that you have to you have to find the treasures. And by that I mean what is the thing, for example, that most represents who your mother was to you? Mm. You know, and it doesn't – for me, that was a green plate that my mother used to serve my favourite dessert on. Hmm. That, for me, was the biggest treasure – I could get from the house. What is the thing that most represents um, your memory of of the best time you had with Mm. your parents? Mm. You know, start looking at absolute highlights. And if you pull those things out, you'll end up with a range of not the best things, but the best of the best Mm. treasures that in the same way as your uncle's letters and cigarette um, and tobacco is such a treasure. Mm. Find those. Mm. And once you've identified five or ten of those, it's funny how the other things will seem not so important. Mm. I worked with a woman not long ago who was so close to her grandmother. Grandmother passed away 26 years ago. Mm. She put everything in the house into storage, didn't look at it for 26 years. Mm. When she got to me, we pulled everything out. I said, what is the single strongest memory with your grandmother? Baking. We found the boxes from the kitchen. We found menu cards, baking cards, you know, the grandmother's handwriting, rolling pins, cookie cutters, and we framed them in a huge frame that now hangs in her kitchen. Sounds great. See, but it's the same thing as the tobacco and the letters that when she walks into the kitchen, immediately she smiles. There's a story Almost every other thing she let go of. <laughs> Find the treasure, 
display it with honour and respect, your heart will sing and it's about perpetuating kind of the best the best and most treasured memory. You're a master, mate. You're one of the best. There's no doubt about it. If people want to learn from you, how, what's the best way to get in touch with you or where, where's your information, books, so mm. on? Look, I answer all my own emails and I love that. Um, just go to peterwalshdesign.com, peterwalshdesign.com. Any of my books are available at any good bookstore or rather than buy them, maybe use your local library. <laughs> They've generally got copies of them as well. Facebook page, Instagram, it's all there. Peter Walsh. Uh, Peter Walsh declutter, isn't it? No, I think it's Peter Walsh organizer on Instagram and Peter Walsh on Facebook as well. Check it out. Fantastic, mate. Thanks for coming in. Hey, it's a pleasure. Love chatting to you. Can't wait to work with you shortly. You too, mate. Thank you. So you've heard how to get in touch with Peter, but if you want to talk to me, here's how to do it. Send me an email at hammeratthome at network10.com.au. Now, as well as that, I've got a couple of shout outs to give. Thanks to Donut Girl, who gave me a mad review on iTunes. What she said here is, I always listen to your podcast before I go to bed, and before I get out of bed, in the morning, I always watch the living room. I'm sure that's for Dr. Krista. Also, a big thanks to Wendy from The Lady Tradies, who writes, Looking forward to more episodes, Barry. Love the sustainability topics too. I love the sustainability topics as well. There's a couple more coming up. And finally, Tookley Boathouse says... We are in our first year as Home Away slash Stays host. Oh, that's fun. The podcast, they say, has got stacks of tips and it's good to know that they're on the right track with styling, advertising and getting five-star reviews. Keep it up, guys. Good luck with that. Please keep your comments coming and click the subscribe button if you haven't already. And, of course, tell your friends. Well, that's a stack of fun, but I'm going to sign out now. But take care of yourselves and I'll see you next week. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not try some of the other 10 Speaks podcasts we have available? AFL from a Western Australian perspective in The Western Front with Tim Gossage and Lockie Reed. And Georgia Love and Shura Taft talk all things The Bachelor in The Reality Bite. Search for these titles in your podcast player of choice.